0: For three kings, he was the hand for a second son, his ambitions were grand. None other than the rogue prince was his rival, he claimed his aim was was the kingdom's survival. He tried to act like the realm's savior, but was only remembered in history as a failure. For his ambitions, he used his daughter like sending a lamb to the slaughter. He was removed from office by two kings. To bring him back, Alison pulled some strings. Like her vulture, he had been watching Viserys' health while plotting to crown his grandson in stealth. He went to Rhaenyra, who was Aegon's contender. Could war have been avoided if he had made her surrender? Says Ion Rosie Ixos, Otto Hightower. And his name is Otto Hightower.
1: This is a watch party of Ice and Fire. That intro was from Uzma with the help of Our Lady Tyrant Morgan. Uh, we are your hosts, Solar. Velar Morgalis. Uzma.
0: Greetings, lords and ladies.
1: And myself, Sam. In this podcast, we'll be talking everything and anything in world of Ice and Fire. In this episode, we are talking about the greatest hand of the king of all time sir Otto hightower and his journey throughout the house of the dragon series (laughs) and we'll be comparing that with his journey in the books so i won't be going into anything in the books past what we've seen in the show this is a book spoiler warning uh be sure to listen and pay close attention as you can elevate your maester's rank and win links and prizes by listening to the podcast and answering our trivia But before we get into the episode, we're starting with our segment for the Love of Lore, where I'll be going over anything involving history, culture, and customs in the world of Ice and Fire. The Council will then discuss the lore and how it affects uh, what we're talking about today. In today's lore, we're talking about the City Watch, a.k.a. the Gold Cloaks. Uh, So the City Watch is essentially the law enforcement of King's Landing, uh they defend king's landing they enforce the law and they try to keep the peace at least that's you know what the job title says um they're led by a lord commander um they're also known as the gold cloaks um due to the fact that they have the um gold cloaks on their back um they're used as guards foot soldiers um but they're not actually considered soldiers so can be used as soldiers not considered soldiers Um, They're known for being corrupt almost all the time. Um, They're taking bribes, ignoring crime. Um, They basically only work for whoever has the gold to pay them. Um, Pretty similar to our real-life police force in a lot of ways. Um, They are are housed in three different barracks. Um, The East Barrack by the Dragon Gate, uh, the West Barrack near the Cobbler Square, and the Red Keep. Uh, their appearance—they have, as I've said, the gold-dyed wool cloak. Um, they have mail armor, and they have black gloves, boots, and armor. A little bit of history about the City Watch—they've been around since Magor the Cruel's reign, um, but they were poorly trained, and they—and like we've talked earlier, they were very corrupt. Magor was already a pretty bad king, and his uh, his City Watch kind of. Followed suit. Um, they were not great during his reign. It wasn't really until Damon Targaryen took over the City Watch in 104, 105 AC uh, that the City Watch really turned it around. Um, he joined the City Watch after having a few positions on the King's Council, um, and he actually established the gold cloak as the uniform. Um, and he actually got them all into shape. He issued them some weapons, like a dirk, a short sword, and a cudgel. Um, he trained them well, and then he was responsible for, like, less corruption, essentially made the City Watch more, uh, honorable. Um, and as we saw in the show, he ran it pretty mercilessly. Um, he did not fuck around at all. If you were, um, a criminal in King's Landing, Damon was gonna come after you with his City Watch. Um, but he, with this came a strong loyalty of his City Watch. Um, they grew to love him. Uh, As we saw in the show, they drank with him. Um, they went to brothels with him. He became like very close with his City Watch uh, guards. I don't know what you would really call them besides that. Um, and then to skip a little bit so we don't spoil too much, um, Aegon the Fourth, a- a.k.a. Aegon the Unworthy, when he became king in 172 AC, the shitty watch is back. Um, he promoted all of his own people to the City Watch. He used them as kind of go-betweens to the brothels. They would bring him, um, they would bring him, um, whores from the brothels, and they would kind of just, like, they are basically his servants for that particular thing, and uh, basically the City Watch just, like, upped their corruption once again. Um, but at this point, the reputation was incredibly low, and it wasn't until his son took over as king that it was somewhat repaired. Um, then go to some more recent um, times in the uh, Song of Ice and Fire series, Jano uh, Slint, you know, everyone's favorite character. Um, he was named Lord Commander during um, or after Robert's Rebellion. Um, and immediately he took bribes. He um, was paid for positions and promotions. Um, at one point, it was believed that almost everyone in the City Watch was paying part of their salary to Jano Slint for... You know, whatever their like, um, their what whatever time they might need to work, you know, they give Janos Slain. I don't want to work nights. I don't want to work the early mornings. Um, they pay Janos Slint for that kind of stuff. Um, John Aaron actually found out about this, and he actually had officers to testify against Janos, um, but they were all found dead. Um, and Bobby B in Bobby B's glory just didn't do anything. Just let him remain as Lord Commander. Um, But it's also rumored that Peter Baelish might have been behind um, Robert not giving a shit. Um, After being bribed by Peter Baelish and the Lannisters, uh, Janosyn actually betrayed Eddard Stark after um, Robert Baratheon was killed. Um, And that caused basically Ned Stark's death. Uh, After Barristan was dismissed from the King's Guard, he actually killed a bunch of gold cloaks who uh, attempted to arrest him because Barriston is a badass. Um, And then the City Watch actually ends up killing all of Robert's bastards after uh, Cersei sends the City Watch to go kill them, which, again, this is about kind of like who's paying the, the gold cloaks, so the Lannisters are paying Janos, who is paying the gold cloaks, so therefore they listen to the Lannisters. Um, But this also created a lot of animosity in King's Landing with the small folk, which then led to the riots that almost killed Joffrey, Sansa, Cersei, whoever else was there. Um, They even send a group of the City Watch up to find Gendry, who is with Yorin, to kill him while this is all going on. Eventually, Janos is sent to the Night's Watch by Tyrion for all of this corruption and killing children and whatnot. Um, Janos, before he leaves, actually grows the number of the City Watch into a pretty high number. I think it's something like 6,000 troops, but mostly are, like, very poorly trained. Um, a lot of them are actually just people who are promised food if they join the City Watch. So these aren't soldiers, these are just people just trying to get some grub. And they're like, oh, if I join the City Watch, I guess I'll, uh get some food. But then eventually the Battle of the Blackwater happened, and of course all these untrained officers just abandoned their posts and ran away, almost costing King's Landing a loss to Stannis. Um, as we know, Tywin comes in and saves the day with the, uh, the Tyrells, um, and then some of the people who attempted to actually run away from this battle, the people who abandoned their posts, they try to come back into the City Watch, only for tywin to be like, no, you're not coming back, and then he breaks their knees. Um, that's like mostly what's gone on with the City Watch up until now. There's been a couple things here and there, but nothing of import of, of like nothing important. Um, but what do y'all think of the City Watch? Uh Solar, we'll start with you.
2: See, this is a tough one for me because um How can I put it? I'm not the biggest fan of law enforcement, (laughs) but I do recognize their necessity, especially in a fantastic place like um, King's Landing. Um, It kind of reminds me of that scene in Life of Brian where they're like, yeah, well, other than the sanitation, education, public safety, (laughs) what have the Romans ever done for us? Kind of thing. The City Watch... Though it doesn't play that, re- that big a role in the story in time, I suppose you can say. We don't get to spend a lot of time with the City Watch in any of the stories. The weight of their presence in the story does play a big one. Um, so when it comes to that, I, I think about that. And I like that it was established by Magor the Cruel. Um, almost kind of like a subtle nod from Martin to say, yeah, I don't like cops either. And look, it was a terrible person that made them. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, within the, within the confines of the show though, I don't mind them. I, I don't mind them all that much. Um, yeah, it, it is, it's It's one of those necess- one of those necessary evils, though. I don't really like the way that the gentry does use them within the confines of the story. I think they should kind of like be left to keep the public peace and all that stuff. Cause they, they, they really got to step up um, during the, the food riots as far as like saving Joffrey and all that stuff. And in house of the dragon, I heard that attitude was a reflection of leadership. (laughs) <laughs> and um yeah, I gotta say they were under some pretty decent leadership um when Damon was under them. You know, harsh tactics, but they were still disciplined about the whole thing. So, you know, kudos to that. I don't know. What about you, Uzma? Like you're 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 a better expert on this than I am. Probably doesn't have as much um dislike for badges either.
0: <laughs> I completely agree with you about the leadership. Uh as we have seen, I think that the only time I liked City Watch was when they were under Damon, <laughs> because, as uh, Patch has said, most were open to bribes and uh, would do anything for money. But that wasn't the case uh, when it came to Damon. Uh, they were loyal to Damon and uh, they stood against the crown and so uh, backed Damon up. So it shows leadership how much. How well they have uh, gotten uh, good leadership. They didn't get get that. And maybe if they have, they might have been better. And as we see how corrupt uh, Janus Lint was, as Tyrion has said, you have no honor. (laughs) So uh, they couldn't have been... uh, very good under that kind of leadership and they were uh, told to murder kids they murdered children uh, roberts pastors just on the order so i agree that they did, they weren't used very well and they were uh, really bad so the only time i did like them when they were, was when they were under demon's command and yes i agree that they were a little bit too harsh but they did uh, manage to reduce crime, and the city was safe. The streets were safe for women and children and everyone. So they succeeded in their role, even if Otto <laughs> didn't agree with it.
1: I like that you bring up the theory yeah. in saying it. What, I think the what was his quote? It's like, I'm not questioning your honor, I'm denying its existence. Yeah. yeah. Such a good line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as he's getting shelled off to the to the to the wall. Good stuff. Good stuff. I also like your comment, Solar, about um you you t- you said that you think George R. R. Martin doesn't like the police either. Cause I was thinking this when I was like putting this together, I thought the same thing. I was like, I feel like he's making yeah. them look so shitty, he must have a problem with the police as well. Yeah. Yeah, they got yeah, I mean, he has come out and saying flat out that he's a hippie. Yeah. So, but that is our love and lore segment. Um, moving on, we are moving to our portrait of a character segment, uh, where we we will talk about a character's journey throughout House of the Dragon and compare that to the books. Uh, this week, Uzma will be talking about, like I said, the greatest hand of the king to ever <laughs> live. Sir Otto Hightower.
0: Fuck <laughs> <laughs> that guy. To you, as well. So, Sir Otto Hightower, a.k.a.
2: Fuck that
0: guy. <laughs> is the younger brother of Howard Hightower. Um, he was first appointed as hand in 101 AC, which is the year the Great Council was held to choose Jaheris's new heir after Prince Balon's death. Prince Balon's son, Viserys, won by 2221-1, 20 to 1 votes and became the heir to the throne after he was named the hand of the king sir otto came to king's landing with his wife and children that is his daughter Alicent hightower and a sir and a son sir gwyn hightower who daemon chose as his opponent and defeated him in the tourney we never saw his son after that episode. After that first episode, but he's still lurking around somewhere in the shadows of King's Landing, and has become the ghost of the Red Keep. I know I'm really bad <laughs> at jokes. <laughs> Otto is also supposed to have some other sons, but we don't know much about them. King Jaehaerys's strength and wits began to fail, and he was confined to his bed. Alison t- became his constant companion, fetching him meals, reading to him, helping him to bathe and dress, etc. As per our very own Sir, he who never lies and is never wrong, aka Mushroom, Alison did way more than just that. And two years of... Af- <laughs> sorry, go ahead.
1: Just, just, just saying that we need the mushroom cut. <laughs> yeah. Nothing important, <laughs> per usual. <laughs>
2: Although we might have to call it something else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> so ac- according to M- Mushroom, Alison did way more than just that, that. And two years after the Great Council of 101 AC, that is in 103 AC, King Jahiris died and Viserys ascend- ascended to the throne. During these two years, Sir Otto had been the one ruling the seven kingdoms as hand. There have been fan theories that Alicent and Otto might have been behind Jhaerys's failed health. So what are your thoughts on about uh, thoughts about it? Patch? Um
1: uh I, I don't know. I I, I feel like Jaehaerys was pretty old and I don't really know how that really benefits them all that much. Other like, you know, he was cuz I think well, Otto was pretty much already hand at that point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it really does much other than maybe put, because it put him in a little bit better of a position because of him and Viserys being closer in age or something. But I don't know. I don't think that there's enough benefit for them to kill Jaharis for that to be a thing. So I'd probably disagree. But how about you, Solar?
2: I agree wholeheartedly. In fact, while I was doing research for this episode, the idea occurred to me that um, It was possible, just possible. And get your tinfoil hats, everybody. I'm pretty sure that um, the Lizard of King's Landing um, essentially started the poisoning and all that stuff as a matter of manipulation as soon as uh, Jahari started getting cut. um, Yeah, I definitely think that he was, he, at least he, if not Alicent, was responsible for poisoning and stuff like that i mean we saw that in the first season um in the last two episodes where it was like no have more milk of the poppy have more have more keep them medicated so that allison can rule the country but yeah i think the poisoning and all that stuff came at the beginning um honestly i don't have any backup stuff so my feelings since i hate this guy so much is that he essentially poisoned um, Queen Emma, as far as the as, as far as the birth goes? I wouldn't put that past him either. I
0: can completely see it. So yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm right there. Hmm? I can completely see it because her death is the only uh, way Alison could get her way in. <laughs> so I can see it happening. And as for Allison, uh, do you think he pushed uh, her towards Jairis like he did with Viserys? Like, what was the point of her getting close to Jaehaerys at this point? She couldn't have married him.
2: Um, are you asking me specifically? Uh,
0: to both of you. We'll start with you, Solar.
2: Oh, in that case, yes. Okay, he had already, uh, essentially, watched uh, I'm trying to watch the language because of certain restrictions <laughs> from very popular websites, but he was already playing, let's call it a companion organizer. Um... To um, the previous king, as far as his daughter went, you know. Um, no, there was no coin exchanged in hands, but really, would it shock you? So mm-hmm. the fact that he pulled from the same playbook the second time, yeah, I
1: see it. I, 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 I
2: totally see it.
0: What, what do you say?
2: You know,
1: I'm not sure. I guess, like, I guess I'm trying to see if where the where the benefit comes from. Of him scheming with Jaehaerys when Jaehaerys, like you said, like he wasn't gonna be marrying anybody else, like killing him doesn't really change their position all that much. And like part of me thinks that maybe at some point, so, like Otto actually might have had the best interest of the realm and and even the Targaryens at heart. But then as you know, then Viserys came in, kind of yes yesing everyone and kind of being a little easier to manipulate like that that might that's that might be the only reason I could see why he would do anything because it's like maybe Viserys was just he's like he's easier to manipulate so I'll get rid of Jaharis. but at the same time just Jaehaerys was old as shit when he died so I think it's I think maybe partly Otto might have actually been trying to help the realm, and put sending Alice into Jaharis was actually like an act of goodwill. But then later on, as the years got, went by, Otto was like all about just kind of climbing the ladder or something. So that was a lot of rambling, but I I don't know. I'm not really sure what <laughs> what his play would have been with killing Jaharis and sending Alice in and all that with Jaharis at least. So.
0: I feel like this might have been uh, to get her a little bit closer to Viserys. Uh, because uh, um, it would be like, see, I'm taking care of your father. And according to our very honest <laughs> and very true, <laughs> um, true, te- true teller Mushroom, uh, she slept uh, with uh, Viserys while he was married to Emma. According to some of those rumors. So... Maybe it was to get her closer to Viserys. because uh, as you, as Sam said, uh, it's it's way easier to manipulate Viserys than to manipulate Jahiris.
1: Yeah, and if Mushroom says it, it has to be true. So, <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: Well, we haven't been able to prove that guy wrong yet. That's true. <laughs> Nothing has been proven wrong.
0: True. <laughs> uh, Sir Otto was a proud busk a brusque and haughty m- uh, man and the longer he served the more imperious he became when lord corliss brought the matter of triarchy otto and the king dismissed his concerns it's easier to see how much influence otto had over viserys otto is present when grandmaster melos and master Makon are attending to viserys's wounds from the iron throne otto tells them to keep this a secret why do you think he gave this order? What was his motive, uh, Solar?
2: Um, repeat that one more time. The not telling anyone about the room about the wound.
0: Yeah, uh, Otto orders uh, Mister M- Melos and Mister Makun to keep Viserys' wound that he got yeah. from the Iron Throne a secret, to not tell anyone about it. So, what was his motive behind that?
2: Um, real talk um it is essentially politics 101 to keep any weakness or injury in a leader very 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 under the hat because um um if rumor gets out that the king is sick the regular people you know the small folk as they like to call them start going ah the realm is insecure because the king is sick and all that stuff um Historically speaking, the United States had a couple of sick presidents, um, specifically Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who was in a wheelchair, and he kept that hidden for his first term, if not his first two. And John F. Kennedy, who I think had, um, I think it was Parkinson's or something. Oh, no, he had Crohn's disease. Um, So in order to project an image of strength, you have to hide all weakness from the leader. Um, and if it puts the person holding the secret in a position of power to position themselves to inherit the power, um, if the leader doesn't survive the illness for natural or otherwise reasons, all the better. So that's what I think his motives were.
0: What about you,
1: Sam? Yeah I, agree. yeah, I agree with Solar. I think it's just more like you got to make him look strong, you know? If he, and also, any enemies or anybody who's plotting against him sees him as sick or weak, like they're going to probably go after that. We see that when he's like super decrepit, you know, the High Tower's completely take advantage of him being sick. So if you would have had everybody knowing he was already getting injured from the throne from day one, who knows who else would have been like kind of getting in there and getting into his ear, so... Yeah, I think it's it's definitely like a show of like you have to show strength. You have to show that he's like a healthy king. And yeah, what about
0: you, Uzma? I agree with you guys. And I think another point uh, was that uh, the rumors are that any ruler who has been cut by the throne has been rejected by the throne. So if uh, the rumors... Uh, like, if the news got out that he had been cut by the Iron Throne, people will start start talking that Viserys has been rejected by the throne. So, that could have been one of the motives. Because uh, Otto was at, mo- at his most powerful when Viserys was king. Because he was so easy to manipulate and he was completely under his spell. He even uh, didn't listen to Daemon when it came to Otto. So... It was in Otto's best interest to keep Viserys on the throne for as long as possible. And that would have been affected if the news got out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> makes sense to me.
0: Anyway, so as we were saying, uh, Otto's greatest rival is Prince Daemon. When Daemon punishes the criminals, Otto complains about the excessive violence. When Damon says it's to it would make the city safer for the nobility coming for the tournament. Otto turns it into a personal argument by bringing up his marriage and saying uh, he should go back to his wife. After Viserys, ascend, after Viserys ascended to the Iron Throne, uh, he had allowed Damon to return to King's Landing and join the Small Council first as master, first as Master of Coin then as Master of Laws, and last as the Lord Commander of the City Watch. It was Soroto Otto who had convinced Viserys to remove Damon as Master of Coin by saying he was a spendthrift that would beggar the realm, then he had then he had, had Damon removed as Master of Laws by saying he was a tyrant, but he came to regret that decision when becoming the Lord Commander of the City Watch put 2000 men under Daemon. And we see Otto trying to do the very same thing in the first episode. In order to remove Daemon as heir, he proposes to make Rhaenyra the heir. He tries to convince Viserys to remove Daemon from any position of power. Viserys refus- refuses to choose between his daughter and his brother. Later, Otto informs Viserys that Daemon has dubbed Prince Palon the heir for a day, making Viserys so mad that he exiles Daemon. According to our super reliable Mushroom again, <laughs> the real reason for this conflict is the is that Damon had deflowered Alicent. So what do you guys think about all of this? Was he truly concerned that Damon would become a second Maegor? Or was there another reason for their rivalry? And what do you think about Mushroom's claim regarding Alicent? Uh, could it have been enough to make Otto mad at him? We'll start with you, Sam.
1: I think it's more just Otto... Auto- saw Damon as like getting in his way to just like for his like to get power basically like Damon was the only one who called Otto out on his shit Viserys was never gonna like tell Otto to fuck off like it was always just like it was like Damon was essentially just the only one who was gonna like call this dude out and he was and so Otto was just trying to make sure that he got rid of him in any way possible so, and, and like we see that later on too when Damon does leave, everyone is just like in his ear at that point. So, yeah. What about you, Solar?
2: Honestly, it's a little bit of both. Um, one, Otto's petty. <laughs> he is so petty. Fuck that guy. Um, I like that you brought up when he lost the argument, he turned the argument personal. Um, it, it's it's very, in my opinion, a weak move when it's like, um, uh, you know oh you're you're you know i don't like that you're here you're standing in the way of my own power cuz the king listens to you and he should only be listening to me and you're all messed up look at the brutality you did and he's like dude we got a bunch of rich people coming through and a message has got to be sent to would-be criminals and to the people um how would you do it and he's like you know as soon as as soon as i kind of back yeah, it's like as soon as you know King Viserys was like, "Okay, well he's got a point." Otto went straight up to, "Well, you should go home because 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 you don't talk to your wife." <laughs> yeah, that's it. You 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 should get up. You yeah, and and you smell funny, and uh, <laughs> you know. And it, it, it's definitely one of those things. Like, I honestly, my dad can beat up like
1: your dad. Your dad's and... not strong. My dad's stronger <laughs> than your dad. Screw you, Damon. <laughs> well,
2: well, yo, 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 mama. Oh, <laughs> well, my mom's ugly. What do you want? You know, I mean, that's really no, what it my came mom's down to. my mom's dead, though.
0: <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs> you know. Um, and so yeah, I mean that—that's really what what it came down to. So yeah, I see him as someone who sees Damon as a danger to his power. He's just—I I definitely see Damon Targaryen as Otto Hightower, fuck that guy. Um, I, I see him as his kryptonite, you know. Um, it's kind of one of those things where when you're with a manipulative, uh, you're around a manipulative person and you've got that one friend that always sees them for what they are so they never want that person around him.
0: They try to get rid you know? of him. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Gollum and Sam. Mm-hmm. That's that's really, you know, what I, what I see that going, you know. So yeah, um cuz we definitely know that Otto Hightower is an opportunist. That's that that's I don't think that that is really one of those things that's up for debate. Um and Damon being there as the person who really does have the king's ear just just makes him itch. That that's what I can see. It, it, he it definitely makes Otto Hightower that guy can burn. Um um, itch and twitch, because as long as Damon's around, Um, Viserys will have someone else that has credibility, sometimes more than him. So, that that's what I can see. I don't know. What about
1: you, Sam? Well, I've given my two cents. I want to hear what Uzma has to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you guys. I, I'm trying to be very, uh, you know, unbiased here, but I really hate that guy. Now is not the
2: time. <laughs> Damon is right. Otto, fuck that guy is wrong. Was, well, so we
1: we <laughs> know we know that there's always gonna be bias here. Let's not lie to ourselves. <laughs> we know it.
0: I mean, if even if Damon wasn't involved, I would still hate Otto. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so petty, uh, and he just turned it personal. Uh, okay, uh, I can't argue with that. Just like. Uh, uh Solar said he just when he couldn't argue with him about uh, what he did, he turned it personal. Like you should put the, this much effort into your marriage instead of on the streets. Like he was he is the city Lord Commander of the City Watch. It's his job to put this much effort into it. What he and if he won't, Otto would complain. He's not putting much effort into it. No matter what Damon does, <laughs> Otto is going to complain about it. <laughs>
2: Why? <laughs> <Right.
0: laughs> anyway moving on when Renira chooses sir christian cole as the new king's card sir otto protests saying a more politically valuable candidate should be chosen which Renira re- rejects when otto is informed about corliss and reyness's pr- proposal to marry lena with viserys otto claims corliss has overreached himself and then Otto brings up the pain of the passing of his w- own wife, and goes on to say he does not envy Viserys for being forced to remarry out of duty. Later, Viserys decla- declares he will marry Alicent instant, and Otto looks really smug. So, do you uh, do you think he knew this would happen when he said those things about his wife, or was he just trying to get Viserys to uh, reject Lena? Uh, Solar,
2: I think he was trying to get um Viserys to reject uh Rihanna, but or Liana but I don't think that he knew he had it locked down. Um, yeah, I I really think he's like, All right, all the seeds are planted, planting seeds, planting seeds, planting seeds. And then when um, when Viserys announced, Yeah, I'm gonna marry Allison, um he looked over at Corliss going, ha I beat you this time. But I don't think that he knew. I really don't think that, I don't think that he Allison knew. Allison exceeded his uh,
0: expectations.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so what about you, Sam?
1: No, I I agree. I, I think that that was like probably one of his bigger gambles that he didn't really have a lot of power over. Like he had to rely on Allison. Probably, this is probably the first time he had to really rely on Allison. And even she didn't realize like probably the magnitude of what was actually happening so i i do think that that was like mostly a gamble on his part and i don't think he knew until like up to the last moment because he was really the only person who was gunning for allison when everybody else was like we know what the right move is and you know viserys Mm -hmm. ignored everybody so and i think i think that even Otto was probably like oh i'm probably not gonna win this one but here we are so what about you uzma
0: I think he knew uh, that Alison wasn't really into it because, uh, like, uh, when he when she hurts her fingers. He says, uh, you are the most beautiful lady on in the court. Why do you hurt yourself so much? So he knows Alison doesn't like it. He, she isn't into it, but he still sends her. Uh, so he probably expects that she won't be as successful because she's uh, her heart is not into it. But uh, Viserys, being Viserys, still <laughs> falls to her manipulations.
1: <laughs> Classic.
0: Imagine if she really had put her heart in it.
1: <laughs> I
2: I don't know. I I don't know if there's anything that could have happened um, to make um to make that marriage loving. I, I don't know if it was possible.
0: I agree. You know? uh,
2: but I'm because, pretty sure uh, the Otto didn't care. Fuck that guy.
0: And uh, I still don't think uh, even in her later uh, later years, in the last few years, Alison loved Viserys. She is, uh, all she has is anger for him. Maybe that's changed because of what happened with Rainira, But I think we are getting off topic. So <laughs> we should continue with that deep dive. Okay. <laughs> So when Daemon steals a dragon egg, Otto goes to Dragonstone to retrieve it. Uh, he tries to provoke Daemon by saying things like Viserys would never lower himself to entertain such a mummer's farce, among many other mean things. Uh, he only succeeds when he states that this concentration could kill Daemon's unborn child and its mother. When Rainira arrives on Cyrax, Syra- uh, Otto orders Christian Cole to escort her back to safety. Rhaenyra ignores his objection and retrieves the the egg. On on Prince Aegon's second name day, Otto joins the royal hunt. He is pressured by his brother Lord Hubert Hightower, to convince Viserys to name Aegon as his heir over <coughs> as his heir over Rhaenyra, as he is Viserys's firstborn son. Otto expresses doubts that Viserys sees it so clearly, and Hobart says that it lies with him to make him see it. Later, Otto makes a suggestion of marrying Rhaenyra and Aegon, which Viserys laughs it off as Aegon is only 2 years old. Do you think his family's pressure affected how Otto think and what he did? Uh, or was it out of his own personal ambitions? We know da- what Damon thinks. Damon thinks he's just a second son, and he can't a name, he can't make a name for himself, so he's doing it. But what do you guys think, Sam?
1: I think yeah, I think it's mainly his main motivations are like for power. I think he's thinking like I'm gonna, because I think he sees that he's not really convincing the king to switch heirs from Rhaenyra to Aegon, so he's like, well, why don't I just like, you know cash in and just make this marriage happen in that way. I'm still kind of like as in as much power as possible. Cause I think at this point too, he's like almost regretting, um, thinking that Rhaenyra should be, or telling Viserys that Rhaenyra should be heir because of how much, like, I think she has more influence than he expected. So at this point he's just like, okay, why don't I just use her, you know, her clout, get her married to my grandson and call it a day. So I think it is like he's try. That's how I think he wanted to try to keep power, but then Viserys, you know, laughed in his face. Which the irony of all of this is kind of hilarious when you think about it. So Solar, what do you-
0: I... And oh. how much influence? How much influence do you think his family has in this?
1: I don't think much. I think that I. I think that the second son thing's pretty true. I think that, like, I think that that's why he's so ambitious because he has nothing to go home to essentially. So I don't think that they. I think. They don't have any influence by saying anything to him, but just the influence of him being a second son is enough for him to go for what he goes for. So, yeah. Solar?
2: I kind of see it more as a personal political ploy. Um, I mean, his job is to advise the king and all that stuff, but he already sent his daughter in to be like, hey, how's it going? You need a friend? I just happen to be a hot young lady when you need a new wife. Let's be friends. So I think the suggestion of marrying Rhaenyra um, to the grandson was one of those um, testing the waters type of thing. It's like, he know he knows Viserys. He knows him very well. So it's like, hey, take your favorite kid and marry your favorite kid to your new kid. That'll work. Um, anyone who had been watching the show, let alone Um, essentially grew up with and was the best friend of King Viserys would never have thought for a half a minute that Viserys would have been like yeah that's a good idea let me do that you know but it still puts Otto uh, asshole in a position of hey I made a suggestion and by the numbers it worked so I, I think it was a political move where he was just kind of biding his time um because he couldn't have Renera killed right out. He, he couldn't do that. He couldn't get her away from everything, um, nor could he, um, what's the term? He couldn't suggest a marriage to anyone that solidified, or should I say, maintained the power that he and his daughter had already gotten. You know, there, there was no suggestions he could make that would keep keep the hat on him. So he made the most outlandish suggestion, knowing that the king would say no. um, So he could still be the dumb guy. Y- y- you know what I mean? You know, that that's what I think. I think it was to keep his own power and the methodology was suggesting something that he knew this guy would not go for while being able to save face and say, well, I made a suggestion. You, you, you see what I mean?
0: Okay, moving on. When Otto is informed by a spy of the White Form that Princess Rainira and Prince Damon were seen together in a pleasure house, Otto informs the king. Viserys f- furiously accuses Otto that he is so ambitious that he would have his daughter stalked and try to destroy her reputation. Otto tries to deny it, but Viserys doesn't believe him and angrily orders him out. According to the Inside uh, Episode, Otto is hesitant about revealing this information to Viserys. Although it would give him exactly what he wants as a father himself and having known Viserys for years, it gives Otto no pleasure to give this news to Viserys. What are your thoughts about this take? How do you feel about the showrunners trying to make viewers sympathize with Otto at this point? And do you agree with this choice? We'll start with you, Solar.
2: Too little, too late. Um, I did actually see it as a moment of, I really don't want to tell this to the, I wouldn't want to hear it and I'm stronger than this guy. Um, (laughs) I, I did see that moment of humanity, but not enough. (laughs) definitely not enough um i think that the way the showrunners ran it his machinations were so deep and so constant that anything he did at that point in the show would look like political maneuvering to the audience that's what i think
1: yeah i feel like it's just like impossible to have empathy for him a lot of the time like you're essentially telling me to give empathy to, like, like I guess if you're trying to write him empathetically, doesn't he have to kind of show some empathy towards some other people as well? Like, he sends his daughter in as basically a political, like, pawn. Um, doesn't, you know, treats Damon like shit. His only friend, Viserys, doesn't really treat well, just uses him as for political power. So yeah, I, I don't there's no way I'm going to have sympathy for that character when I haven't seen him do anything of that sort to anyone else. Um I also like I don't know, just every time he speaks, I all I hear is bullshit. So like, you know, even when he like <laughs> even when he got like booted for being hand and Allison comes out and he like runs down this list of like you've got to you got to convince the king, you got to convince everything. It's just like shit just spewing out of his mouth. It's just like not real. So I agree. Yeah. I I completely agree on that one. Isma, what about you?
0: I completely agree uh, him trying to be nice to uh, them because uh, be, for being concerned because he has a daughter himself. Uh, I was like bullshit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, <laughs> He wasn't uh, that considerate when uh, his own daughter was friends with Renira, and now he's worried about her. Right. <laughs> like, please. Right. <laughs> and, but when I first watched the episode, uh, like for the first time, that was the only time I came really, really close to <laughs> turning to the green side because I really felt bad for Allison in that episode <laughs> because uh, firing Otto hurt more Allison more. Then uh, Otto. I was really happy that Otto was fired. But I felt kind of bad ab- t- about Alison Because uh, Rhaenyra had lied to her. And she was the one who got left alone. So the writers were so good that they still managed to make me feel bad about the Greens. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I still don't like Otto. And didn't believe. Because it felt out of character to me. Renira agrees to marry Lenor on the condition that Otto is fired as the hand. Viserys summons Otto to the small council chamber, reminds him how his father Prince Balon was killed 5 days after being named as hand, after which Otto took his place. Viserys has figured out that Otto set Alicent up to be his wife after Emma passed. Viserys thanks Otto for his service to the realm, but states his judgement has been compromised and dismisses him as the Hand of the King. Ten years later, after the Hand of the King, Lord Lionel Strong is killed in a fire, along with his son. Sir Otto returns as the Hand. Otto attends Lena's funeral at Driftmark. He visits Alicent in her private chambers after her attack on Renira. He is proud of Alicent and says they play an ugly game and he wasn't sure if she had the determination to win it. Uh, He also says that Aemon was correct and and that winning the largest dragon to their side was well worth losing his eye. So what do you think about his remark that Alicent now has the determination to win it? So, Sam?
1: I think he sees it as like his investment paying off. Like he, you know, he... He pushed her onto Viserys, and he was like, "All right, she'll probably just like be timid." Allison, like, I don't think he expected her to ever really like turn into who she turns into. And then whenever she like shows up with the dagger against like Rhaenyra, he's like, "Oh shit, okay, like I had this worked." I did good. Like, I think if anything, like him saying that to Allison is him petting himself on the back, you know? He's like, ah, okay, this is exactly what I wanted. Like, this worked out really well. Like, you know, instead of just like her being a political pawn, he's she's now a political ally that he can like scheme with and like work with. And, you know, we see it later in the show when they're like trying to find um, Aegon, how they both are on separate teams. But even when at the end, Like, he still comes back and he's like, hey, we had a little game there. That was good. So, like, yeah, I think he's a sick bastard. But, like, you know, (laughs) at that point, he's just like, oh, look at my daughter. Look what I did. So, yeah. Solar.
2: (laughs) Oh, man, there's so much to unpack there. Um, Quite honestly, that particular scene, okay, um, was the one that hit me with – how delusional he is, okay? Um, With the, um, okay, now I finally see that you understand the game that we are playing. It's like, oh, no, no, dude. She was mad that one of her kids got maimed. Like, you know, when that scene really showed me that he is a politician above everything else, including above a parent and above a grandparent. All he is is this power drunk powerholic um, saying oh well now my daughter's willing to attack the princess in public how can I use this to get my family more power you know um, yeah that, that particular scene just it showed me all of the ways that Tywin was good <laughs> you, you know what I'm, I, I'm, or should I say all of the ways that Tywin was competent hand of the king you know cause um yeah there was there was no direction no cinematography that showed that he had an inkling of care for what his daughter or his grandkid was going through as soon as um as soon as um who would grow up to be slimy McDuck lips um talks about how losing an eye was worth the dragon he was like yes all of my spawn are just like me, which means i'm i i don't have to look at my actions and judge myself as a terrible person so yeah i i, I see that matter of delusion I, I think the game goes on because he makes it go on not because it's ever present so. so
0: but i don't, I don't think tywin is a really good example he didn't know what was going on between cersei and jamie right under his nose <laughs> he had no idea about them
2: (laughs) well if we're gonna branch off into that i gotta (laughs) say i disagree i think he um it was shown especially with his talk with elena tyrell he knew um just like he knew about Tyrion and shay but he is one of those guys that denies everything publicly to not lose power you know uh, very much one of those Yeah.
0: yeah so yeah Okay, Viserys gets sick, uh, sick and uh, Alicent and Otto starts attending to the court business. They strip the Red Keep of Targaryen heraldry and redecorate the castle in the favor of the Seven. When Weyman challenges Lucerys' claim to Driftmark, Sir Otto is to decide the matter in his capacity as the Hand. Weyman meets with Otto and Alicent privately and offers to pledge the Valarian fleet. to... Fleet to them if they acknowledge his claim to Driftmark, and it seems pretty clear who they are gonna side with on this matter. After Viserys' death, it is revealed that Otto had been plotting with some of the small council members to install his grandson Aegon II as the heir. Now that Viserys is dead, he plans to have Renira and his and her family assassinated, but is stopped by Alicent when she wins in their race to find Aegon first. They finally uh, crown Aegon the Second as king and force the whole King's Landing to watch. Otto played a really big role in crowning uh, in the crowning of Aegon. Do you think things would have been different uh, if if uh, Viserys uh, uh, if Otto hadn't returned as Hand? What do you think, Solar?
2: Right. Um, What was that question again? Would things have been different if who had been hand?
0: If Otto hadn't returned as hand of the king, uh, do you think things would have been different after Viserys' death?
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Given that, wasn't it um, the strong that was um, the hand while Otto was gone?
0: Yeah, Lord Lionel Strong.
2: Yeah, Lionel Strong. And he Strong. was
0: killed by Larry Strong.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I think Lionel would have handed things a lot differently. Um, for example, there wouldn't have been a coup. <laughs> I don't think that Lionel would have planned a coup. Um,
0: no, I, every- I, I, I'm sorry. Yep. uh my question was different. Like, uh, I was uh, saying after these things has happened, like after Viserys death, which means that Lord, uh Lord Lionel Strong is dead at this point. So, oh, yeah. uh, like, Alicent is uh, alone with her s- sons. So, do you think uh, she would have gone uh, ahead with the with crowning Aegon? And do you think it would have worked out without, uh Otto High Tower?
2: Um. Sadly, yes. I think she would ha I think she would have performed the coup because of her interpretation of what Viserys said when he was dying. When he talked about the the prophecy of ice and fire, that just sent her over the edge saying, Okay, it's gotta be my son. You know. Um, so yeah, I, I seriously think that that particular battle would have happened um if Otto still hadn't come back as as the hand. I, I think events would have played out the way that they ended up playing out. I think that, I think the, the chase wouldn't have happened because as far as I could tell, the chase was more about who got to Aegon to influence him. Like which one of those two gets their claws into him. Um, You know, so That's what I think. I think it would have played out a lot differently had he not been there because Aegon would have been under Alicent's, um, influence. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, already, it wouldn't have been a push and pull between, um, um, you know, Papa bad guy. But
0: Alicent has never been able to control Aegon ever since he was a child.
2: It's true. It's true. Um, but I think the way that she was looking at it was, um, I may not be able to control him, but my father will. And We're so, I, you know, so that that's kind of where I said, I think things would have played out differently. Um, if, if Otto hadn't returned as hand, um, things would have played out in a slower time frame. You know, but I I think he I think Aegon still would have been crowned because of what Viserys said to Alicent on his deathbed. So, that's where I sit.
0: What about you, Sam?
1: I go a bit back and forth about it. I think uh, I think that the the reason that I think even the coup kind of went through in the first place was more because um, uh, Otto was already plotting with other members of the council. And I, I do think that Alicent would have spoken up and said, "This is what I heard." But I don't think, unless the council who was well, okay, I don't, I don't necessarily think that it would have gone down the way that it did because I don't think that the council would have been loaded up with Otto's people, so they weren't going to be scheming. I think Alicent would have brought up what um, what Viserys said when they were. Um, when Whenever he was dying. But I don't necessarily think it would have gone the way it went. I wouldn't have been surprised if maybe she would have sent a raven to um, to Otto. Just being like, this just happened. Like, maybe get here. Um, I, I it, it would have definitely created some animosity. But I don't know if it necessarily would have created an entire coup. I think that Allison was also still pretty much... Um, at that point, I still think she was... She loved uh, Rhaenyra, so I think, in the show at least, since Otto and his council members weren't there to scheme, I think it probably would have been not as much of a coup. I definitely don't think her her children would have been murdered or anything, and I'm pretty sure Aegon would have been very happy to not take the crown anyways, so, yeah. Hmm. But it was, I'm interested to what you think.
0: Yeah. I agree with you, Sam. Uh, I don't think everything would have been... uh, Everything would have went so smoothly without Otto, because as you mentioned, they were already planning, even before Viserys had died, what to do. Otto had filled the small council with his own men, except for Lyman Wiesbury. And we can see how he took her claim that uh, Viserys had changed his mind. Because he said, I have known Viserys for years and I don't uh, want to believe, I refuse to believe that he would do something like that because he knew Viserys. And uh, a lot of other uh, lords would have felt the same way Mm. if they hadn't been with uh, the greens. So, um, and uh, uh, besides that, uh, it comes down to uh, like male and female. Uh, In this world, Otto got the support of all these men but would Alison have gotten that much uh, support because uh, then it would have been Alicent versus uh, Renira instead of Otto versus uh, Renira. so I'm not so sure a lot of people would have been uh, able uh, willing to side with her uh, because Rainira was uh, the a proclaimed heir and he, they might have uh, decided to side with Renira instead even mm-hmm. if uh, Aegon was um, Viserys' son, he was never acknowledged by Viserys. And Rhaenyra was. And we saw uh, with the example of Lyman Beesbury, how he felt. So anyone who was not the green might not have seen uh, with sided with her. So things would have been a lot different. Uh, Otto being there changed things. And it shows how big a part... Uh, Larys Strong played when he killed uh, his own father to bring Otto back. Okay, moving on. Uh, Otto leads the negotiation party to Dragonstone to offer terms to Princess Rhaenyra. When Daemon rejects those terms, Otto gives Rhaenyra a page from the Ten Thousand Ships. Otto asserts that Alicent still remembers. She, uh, when she and Renira used to care deeply for each other in their childhood, and urges Renira to accept the terms for the sake of peace. When Raymond gets mad at Otto's attempt to manipulate Renira and draws his sword, Renira refuses the situation by telling Otto that King's Landing uh, would will have her answer on the morrow. In history, Sir Otto is remembered as a man of great learning, but. Um, a failure as the hand of the king, what are your thoughts on it without giving any spoilers? what do you think uh, why do you think he's considered as a failure as the hand Sam?
1: I think it's because he his person he got his like he was more interested in his own personal game than the realms uh gain. I think that that's probably what why he would be considered a failure um. I, and and I mean, if you look at the way they ran the realm, I don't think that Viserys would have would have ran the, the realm the way that he did as well. And just the fact that, you know, they he basically like caused a whole, you know, he put a usurper on the throne, essentially. So basically everything he was supposed to do his hand, he didn't do. Um, yeah, I think it was just personal gain over the realm. And I think that's why he would be considered a failure. Yeah. Solar, what about you?
2: I couldn't agree more. I really couldn't agree more. And I want to agree more, but I can't agree more. Um, I honestly think that he would be considered a failure to the realm, especially by the historians, since they have kind of the inside scoop on what goes on in the small council, because he didn't do the job. You know, um, everything, like, if you look back at every single... Um, argument that he had with Damon. Um, Damon did every job that he got. Every single one. And Otto didn't care about the security of the city. He didn't think about um, the future of the realm itself. It was all about House Hightower. Okay. Um, And that is the last thing that someone in that position um, should be thinking of. Like, I always thought that the hand of the king should have the same restrictions as the king's guard and the Knights watch. You give up everything because um running the kingdom puts you too close to taking the kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> and that is where his attention was. His attention was all about taking, not not making sure that the realm was okay. you know, I honestly think that the only um, person that would have been worse, as Hand of the King would have been Littlefinger, you know, because, um, in the realm of ambition, um, being more important than actually getting the job done. So that's why I think that he would be considered the worst, um, from the usurpation of the throne, um, to criticizing the way that Damon actually got the job done without presenting any better solutions. um, and everything that we see him do oh and to everything involving the stepstones like everything every time somebody came to the king saying the realm is in danger because of this he's like yeah we ain't talking about that so how can i get my family more power let's talk about the tournament let's talk about um who you're gonna marry let's you know you, you see what i mean like for somebody whose job it was to run the kingdom he didn't do a whole lot of running of the kingdom. As much as he did the setting up things to take the kingdom. And I think that was a pretty transparent thing for anyone that was watching, like the historians. So that's why I think. I mean, do you agree or disagree um, with the statement Uzma?
0: I partially agree with your statement because uh I agree about Otto being uh more focused more personally and not doing his job properly because um just like you said when it came to the stepstones he was uh he stopped Viserys from uh, uh sending aid because uh. Even though it was the realm's uh, responsibility, even though it was Viserys who was called the protector of the realm and it was Viserys' duty duty to protect the sailors, Daemon did that job. Viserys, uh, Otto stopped Viserys from doing it. Similarly, there were uh, other few incidents where uh, the crown should have responded and uh, should have taken action, but Otto was against it. Otto was the one who stopped them from doing those things, even though uh, it meant uh, the realms getting hurt, uh, the people getting hurt, and uh, he didn't uh, do his job properly. Uh, what I disagree about is the hand uh, being affected by personal uh, relations. Just look at Tywin Lannister. He was he also wanted uh, his own daughter Cersei to get married into the royal family, uh, even though Aerys rejected uh, Cersei, and uh, he was. Uh, king uh he had been hand to different kings uh but he was uh he de- wasn't known as a failure serato hightower was known as the failure hmm.
2: <laughs> that, i mean that is a really good point i mean he i, I would say that taiwan racks up as second best hand in their history um although we don't really hear much about many others outside of Otto, Blood Raven, John Aaron, Tyrion, and Tywin. So
0: Ned. As,
2: hmm?
0: Ned Stark.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that Otto has the reputation for being worse than Ned has to say a lot.
0: <laughs> <True>. Exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, that's messed up.
2: I love, I love Ned Stark, but he was not good at that job.
0: <laughs> True. okay so that's all for a character deep dive Uh, back to you sam
1: awesome thank you uzma uh next we have our raven's eye segment where solar will be talking about the cinematography and directorial choices made and how they affected the show after you solar
2: hello everyone and welcome to the raven's eye now i had to do a lot of research on this one because for someone so important um he didn't get a lot of scenes, but it says a lot as to the importance of his character. Um, I did notice, and this is where we're going this week, so strap in. <laughs> um, so Lizard McBad guy over here, um, seems to be the main person in the cast that gets his own cinematic language. Um, I was really, really fascinated by the way that he kept um getting framed up within um his scenes now i have a montage here thank you uh thanks to good old youtube um and if we take a look um through here we have the entire small council and otto sits alone at the right hand of the king. There's no one else there. As if there's no one else. That not only is as close to the king. Except for Damon in this scene. But there's no one else. That is in the executive branch. If you will. The. um, It is. um, The king makes the decision. And Otto does everything himself. But every scene that he's in. There, here's a really good one. Where he is framed to stand apart from everyone else in almost every scene that he's in and specifically every group scene that he's in except for one. And that was the scene at, um, Dragonstone, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but when we see, um, any other shot, especially in this scene from episode one, Whenever we see anyone else on screen, it's always from Otto's point of view. The reverse shot is always what Otto was looking at or someone else looking at Otto or someone else looking at the king, but very rarely Otto looking at the king, which cuts the king out of everything that he does and him standing against everyone else. Now, this particular scene is one of the many, many, many arguments between, um, otto and damon but otto always stands apart and most of his um scenes um consists of him um standing standing alone in a scene or speaking alone with another character okay now this is really really important to the framing of his character because it has the effect to the watcher that the showrunners and the cinematographer sees that there's no one else that sta- can stand with Otto. Okay, either stand with him on his side, or um, stand toe to toe with him. Except for maybe Damon, which is why they're both positioned so close to the king and all the and all of the small council moments. But most of the time when Otto is on screen with other people, he's sitting by himself. Now, when he, um, ah, this is an interesting scene here of when he, um, he's sitting mostly alone except for a servant. And then when Alice Saint comes in, um, he gives a thing to the maester and says, go away, <laughs> just, just, go away. Um, now, oh, hang on. This was my mistake. I didn't. I didn't actually share the thing. Um, ooh, yeah. Editing. Editing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, once he sends away the maester, um, Alicent comes in. So outside of the small council, he does everything alone, um, and he does this thing where he starts to manipulate people one on one and always in private. And, um, when he talks to Alice Saint, there is a very big piece of cinematic stuff here where he's framed up to always be bigger than her, either bigger, the biggest person in the room or the person that's far away. Um, now here, ah, here we are that good old scene right here on the Dragonstone again, facing off against Damon, but he's still always framed with either no one else at all in the shot or no one else in focus and this is a really really thing like the cinematographer makes it very clear um that when Otto is in frame he is center frame (laughs) um we might be able to see um sir bitter hot pants over here um but that's it. We have the maester in the background whose name everyone always forgets or okay. Whose name I always forget. Let's be real about that. Um, but Otto is center frame as if to say, um, there's nothing, there's nothing more important than him being set up center frame within those bottom two thirds. And this scene, like I said, we're talking about this, um, now, cause I said later, um, It's very interesting in this scene um, because Damon blocks out everything else with Otto, obscuring everything to Otto's right. Now, he is the hand, i.e. the right hand of the king. So he sits on the king's right, meaning he executes the king's command. But every time Otto is framed, it's very rare that anyone is on his right as if he doesn't delegate anything as it were um he is always he he is always he has someone to his left which is the hand of information and manipulation or the sinister hand as it's as it's called everything about him says sinister and there is nothing righteous or executive about um, anything about him like the um, when I said that he didn't really do his job he didn't execute many of his duties and that comes out in the cinematography um even when he's trying to do something in this scene of course he gets shown up by Rhaenyra but here we are again auto center for oh stop that ah, ah okay yeah we have auto center frame and um And even with Otto being center frame, no, okay, I'm just showing so much Damon here right now. Um, But even with Otto being center frame in this shot here, right here, there's no one recognizable except um, the fact that he's to the right of the Maester and to the left of everyone else. There is no one, there's no one Notable on his right. No one with any power on his right. It is just him. And practically everyone else is out of focus. So the cinematic language that's used for this guy is fascinating in most of his scenes. Even here, when Allison and when Alice Saint walks away. He turns and to the right is nothing. <laughs> no one. Um. And it's a very visual, uh, visual way to say everything that gets done goes through me, you know? Um, in this scene, we have a horse and an unnamed guard that's out of focus. And then he walks to a different frame where there's nothing but a horse's butt. That's it, (laughs) you know? And every shot, um, shows that to his right, there is nothing, you know, there is absolutely nothing. And most of his conversations are shot reverse shot. Very few he shares a screen, he shares the screen with anyone he's talking to. Um, so the visual language of him is very isolating. And again, we're shot with a scene that even makes him bigger than Alice Saint. So whenever he's in the same scene with Alice Saint, he's always above her. Um, above her nothing to the right everything goes through him so um there really hasn't been that kind of cinematic language in the show concerning any other character and i found that very fascinating um but what do you think i want to start with uzma there because you are the most knowledgeable about this character um what do you think about this
0: i think the right right hand shows his dominant hand right I think uh, Mm -hmm. it shows his uh, arrogance. uh, Like, he kind of considers himself above everyone else. uh, Like, uh, nothing is on his dominant hand side. Uh, Everyone and everything is on his left. Like, he's looking down uh, at them. And I I would also like to uh, address the very first scene you showed about the small council Mm -hmm. room. uh, Because uh, on... Another interpretation of him sitting on the right while everyone else is sitting on the left to Viserys uh, could be that that, uh, it shows his uh, arrogance like he thinks he is above everyone else on the small council like he is not equal. Like I'm above the rest of you. You are not my equal. I'm the closest to the king, and the only other person, as you said, uh, closer uh, to Viserys to sit on his left is Damon. But still, uh, Otto is sitting on the right si- hand side of Viserys. It shows, like uh, th- he is th- he. It shows how high he thinks of himself, that he is uh, above everyone else, and. He's the only one who deserves to sit on the right side.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I got to say, I, I absolutely agree with your observation. And I like that you brought up um, the the self-importance there, you know, um, like I was speaking from the standpoint of the cinematographer, but I didn't think about the character um, putting themselves there intentionally to say no one matches with me. I, I like that observation.
1: Um, Sam what do you got? I think this is really cool I never even noticed this or thought of this when watching the show so I think I think it does show like kind of how Uzma is saying how he feels like he's superior to a lot of people which I think also like gets into his character is that it's it's more than just him wanting power it's more that maybe that he thinks he's the only one that should have power and kind of the way that he plots that whole like he only sees people by themselves is like to it, that to me is almost kind of funny because he thinks he's being sly, even though everyone knows it's like we all know what you're doing, dude. Like we get it, and but he's trying so hard to like keep it a secret. So I think that part's like kind of funny. But I, I the the like what the scene that we just had with like him like having um having auto right next to the king. Reminded me so much of that scene in in Game of Thrones when Tywin has ev- all the council come in and everyone takes a seat, and like you've got I think Peter Baelish takes like the seat right next to Tywin, and then Cersei comes in and drags a chair and puts it up to his right, just kind of like <laughs> how Otto is, and then Tyrion mm-hmm. takes the chair to face him, and in that scene Corlys is facing him, so it's almost <laughs> like you have all these dueling personalities of like. Of uh, like everyone's like this is where i belong this is my seat and like the whole auto thinking that he needs to buy himself on the right and cersei also thinking that same thing makes so much sense like comparing the two and then also like Corlys no, and Tyrion sitting in the same works. place yeah it just like it all makes so much <laughs> sense but yeah so that that i thought i think that's really cool i i really appreciate you sharing that solar because i didn't think about that shit at all so yeah <laughs>
2: Hey, no problem. I'm, honestly, I'm hoping a lot of the viewers out there are like, ah, I never noticed that. And then they start looking for. Yeah,
0: other yeah. I didn't notice it. Is is the cinematic language
2: for <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, so that's where I have um, on that, like just noticing that the cinematic language that's used with Otto or with Otto's characterization is the most consistent that I've seen in this particular show. Um, And that says a lot to the importance of his character, regardless of how I feel about him. Fuck that guy. Um, So, you know, hats off to the showrunners and specifically the cinematographers for just putting all that stuff in our brain meats. Excuse me for making it so that we can hate this guy so easily. Mm -hmm. But that has been our Raven's
1: Eye segment. Back to you. Thank you very much, Solar. Um, And now for our Fire and Blood segment where the whole council digs into our chosen character's story. Uh, Uzma, you got some questions.
0: Yeah, let's start with the changes from the books. Name one change that you liked and one that you didn't like from the books about Otto Hightower. We'll start with you, Solar.
2: Um, Quite honestly, I didn't hate Otto as much in Fire and Blood as I do in House (laughs) of the Dragon. Um, There was something about the presentation of his character that was a little more human, or at least more subtle in the manipulations. And I think that uh, the change that I really didn't like was the way that his story was presented in the book was a lot less on the nose and it left more room for interpretation Versus in the show, we go, yeah, no, this is the bad guy. Like, I think the show gave, um took away, I'm not going to say his redeeming qualities, but the possibility that they exist at all.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And as far as what I did like, I can't say anything because I hate this character. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this character. <laughs> you know, um I thought he was more likable in the books. So, yeah that, that that's where i sit with that
1: Sam, uh i kind of okay so i think the the change that i like the most in the show was i think i like how they made it more of like a scheming kind of like peter baelish s character um in it like i, I kind of like that it's more of a scheming character whereas in when i'm reading fire and blood i didn't necessarily view schemer i kind of just viewed this like kind of just like kind of mad at being second son, kind of petty, which he is petty, but that was like the only thing I was getting from the books. And in this, he's like a little more of a schemer. <laughs> Even if he's a bad schemer, he's like still a scheming and trying to play the political game. So I did like that. A change I didn't like. Um, I mean, I guess if they're trying to give me empathy towards him, I didn't like that because i'm not gonna be empathetic at all I, I i think his like i think the self-righteousness part was like a nice little addition if that was him trying to mm-hmm. manipulate but if that's him being genuine i don't like that so
0: yeah yeah he's clearly bla- uh, bad in the books <laughs> yeah yeah okay so the change i liked uh, was otto going to dragonstone himself to retrieve the egg and to tell Renira to bend the knee uh, to Aegon the uh, Second, like uh, Otto. Uh, in the books, uh, they say that uh, Viserys sent people to retrieve it, but Otto didn't go there himself. But uh, Otto going okay. uh, there himself was something uh, I really liked because uh, it would have been weird just seeing random people trying to get the egg back from Daemon. <laughs> <laughs> like, please, this is Daemon we are talking no. about. <laughs>
2: All right, that that's a good point actually. That that's a really good point. Okay, I'm gonna have to change my answer to that. Like <laughs> the fact that Well, yeah, in the books, um, it didn't really talk the books didn't really talk much about what he actually did. And I guess the change in the show was he actually did get up and do something.
0: Yeah.
2: You know. Granted it was, you know, useless, <laughs> but it it, it was At least something. You, he tried. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so all right yeah I, I i gotta side with you on that one
0: <laughs> and uh the change i wish they had kept it was Otto being re- removed for insisting too much for aegon to be named heir. in the books he was uh removed because he pushed viserys too hard uh, to put daemon uh aegon uh, as his heir and i think uh, that would have been more satisfying than just uh, viserys uh Firing him because Rainira asked him. So I think that would have been cool to uh, watch. Okay, moving on to the second question. Name one action of Otto that you liked and one that you disliked. We'll start with you, Sam.
1: One action I liked? (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Oh, um, no. You know... I like the addition of the the green in the King's Landing halls. I think that was a nice touch. Um, besides, like, I you know, I like. I think their decor was nice for the throne. I think that that was a nice little change from the red and black. I think. I think just a little green and gold was a little better. Um, <laughs> one thing I didn't like. Like everything, uh, what did I? The, I guess uh, I think the main thing I didn't like was just the whole like as like Allison walking out after he's like you should go talk to the king and maybe you wear your mother's dress. Ugh, it's so gross. Like I can't. Ha- it's just so nasty. Like I think that's probably, probably my least favorite part. Uh, Solar, what about you?
2: Um, something that he did that I like. Does leaving
1: count? he didn't even do that
2: by himself (laughs) you know um it's that that is like you know uh for those of you guys watching yeah i deflated when it was like name something he that he did that you liked oh i don't know if i can um let's see here um 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 I mean he called his daughter pretty i I guess that's that's nice um interior design, yeah, I guess that's something yeah. um uh yeah, that's that's uh yeah, no that's, that's that the that, um I mean there's gotta be something like every character has a redeemable thing that they do, like every character saves the cat, every single one <laughs> um um, I just can't think of any <laughs> I just can't think of any. <laughs>
0: Um, I think this is probably probably the hardest question (laughs) so far
2: of this season to tell you the truth like um yeah something that he did that I liked um uh yeah no no I I, I ain't got it I'm sorry I'm sorry I think
1: interior decorating is really all we have For this guy. And honestly, that's more Allison. Right. right. (laughs) Yeah. And it was, you know, they were doing it for the church as well. So it's like, I don't even know if I agree with that. You know, this, I mean, I'm just being polite at this point. So, yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Now something he did that I didn't like, we don't have time. Um, So I guess I have to say repeatedly whoring out his daughter. Okay. Repeatedly. Like. It was bad enough that he did it with King Jaharis. Okay. It was bad enough that he did that. Like, um, I'm not saying it's bad to use your kids as a political pawn because King Viserys did that with Rhaenyra. That's the whole reason that she was his cupbearer. And I was fine with that. You know, it's like, come on in. Even Tywin Um,
0: married Cersei. Yeah.
2: Yeah. um, And, you know, Tywin doing that was even more forgivable for me. Um, because Cer- Cersei at least fought him on it. She, she could fight him against it when he was talking about the marriage to the Tyrells after he was like, yeah, you know, uh, you should marry my daughter, Robert and make her King. And it's not like most young women in this world would say no to that. But, um, essentially he looks at a king in power who's sick and dying and then he whores his daughter out to that king you know and i'm just like dude there there's no forgiving for that like none you know um especially given the relationship that his daughter had with the princess it was like this is your best friend's dad um you know, it it only would have been worse if she had a better relationship with Viserys to start with. You know, like a lot of us have with our best friends' parents. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if she could look at him a little bit more like a father. But, you know, but in that case, he wouldn't have had to say, "Hey, go to the king, comfort the king." And wear that sexy dress your mom used to walk <laughs> around in. You know, I mean, just, just yeah. I mean, um, that's that's one thing I have to point out that he did that I hated.
1: Um, can I say a second one? Sure. I don't know if we have time for a second Glenn, one right now. We're, we're we're running a little late. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. That's why I asked.
2: that's why yeah. I asked. So. But yeah, yeah, that is the how can I you know, how do I hate the let me count the waves. Yeah. 1 1000 I got a laundry thousand, list we can give, thousand. yeah. <laughs> Scrolls, man. Scrolls. We
0: can make a whole separate episode about the yeah. things we don't like about you. <laughs> yeah. As for me, okay. uh, before I answer, uh, I have to say I am uh, re- I had to look really, really hard and I'm really reaching out <laughs> there to find the thing that I liked about him. <laughs> it was during the hunt, he kind of supported Viserys in a way. When uh, his brother put him, that uh, convinced him to name uh, Aegon the heir, he was like, I don't think he will. Uh, it kind of felt, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> sorry. It, ki- you. it kind of felt like he was uh, trying to support Viserys, so I don't have anything else. <laughs> so we'll go with that. <laughs> Do you think he kind of supported him?
2: <laughs> ah, this is me keeping my mouth shut, because mm-hmm. if I open my mouth about how much I hate this guy, then we're this episode is <laughs> going to have a part two, <laughs> so... <laughs> hate flames from the side of my face <laughs> <laughs> <Achieving>. <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> okay and the thing i disliked was uh once again sending alison to viserius i think uh, all three of us had the same answer f- for this one okay moving on to the next question uh oh, pick Here, one s- char-
1: here is do you so, mind if we only do two questions this time we're like already at time and we still got to do fans sure. of the dragon too so Appreciate it. Sorry, y'all.
0: Okay, maybe uh, one word answer? Sure, sure. Which character is most like um, Otto from Game of Thrones? Quickly, one word answer. Mm. Sam?
1: I'm going to go with Peter Baelish. I was saying it earlier. I'm going to go with him. Solar?
2: Agreed. One word answer. Agreed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For me, Tywin. I like it. Okay, so that's all for fire and blood. Uh, back to you, Sam. All right, thank you, Uzma.
1: And now we have our fans of the dragon segment where, where, we, where we have trivia, polls about the water of ice and fire and questions and comments from you, the listeners. Uh, today's trivia, um, who did we say we loved, but they were terrible at being Hand of the King? Um, I will give you a hint, it's not Otto Hightower. Um, mm-hmm. Uzma, do you have some polls for us today?
0: Yeah. Let me share my screen. Just give me a moment. Okay, so the poll for the, uh, this week's episode was, why do you think Otto is so against Daemon? The options are, sees Daemon as a threat, really cares about the realm, Damon slept with Alicent, And the last option is, he's scared of Daemon. And on Twitter, 37.5% people voted uh, sees Daemon as a threat and Damon slept with Alicent, both at 37.5%. And 25% people voted, he's scared of (coughs) Daemon. And 0% people voted for really cares about the realm. (laughs) And on uh, Facebook, 73% of fans voted for he sees damon as a threat to his power and on youtube 64% fans voted he sees damon as a threat to his power and only 25% of people voted he's scared for Demon. and once again 0% fans voted he really cares about the realm <laughs> <coughs>
1: At least we're consistent about the uh, not caring about the realm part.
0: (laughs) Everyone agrees. (laughs) Yeah. What do you guys think? Uh, What are your answers?
1: I think threat to his power. Um, I think that's that's legitimate. I think it's interesting that Twitter thinks that Damon slept with Allison. I think that's interesting.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, honestly, threat to the power by way of accidentally seeing Damon in the shower
1: one day. (laughs) I mean, just... (laughs) (laughs) yeah one or the other
2: (laughs) (laughs) well you know one is that the other is why because yeah yeah Otto very much has a short man complex and this is in a world with Tyrion so god I hate that guy
0: (laughs) so uh, that's all for the fans of the dragon segment back to you Sam
1: awesome thank you Yuzma well, that is our episode. Follow us on Facebook at AWPOIAF and Twitter at Ice and Fire Party. And email us at Watch, far- watch Party of ice and Fire at gmail.com. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, feel free to comment below. Massive thank you to our King Jordan Reynolds for editing and putting the episode together. Long may he reign. Check out our friends over at Watch Party Lord of the Rings, who have, who have all the lore and discussion you could need when dealing with Lord of the Rings and the Rings of Power series. Uh, we also have our pals over at Watch Party Wheel of Time with anything and everything you need about that universe and series. This has been a production of the Watch Party Network. Thank you so, so much for joining us. We are your hosts, Solar.
2: I really hate that guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uzma.
0: Hello
1: Mogulis. And myself, Sam. Fuck that guy. Vala <laughs> <laughs>